0: Staying Alive in Paragliding, a podcast series with your host, Steph Juncker, from Cape Town, South Africa, the owner of Parapax Tandem Paragliding and a competition pilot of 23 years. Real podcasts for real pilots. To learn from, to laugh at, and to enjoy the funny and crazy stories that go with it. started flying in 1989 and promptly got his first paraglider, which he started sewing and modifying immediately on his sewing machine. And this was all in communist times in the Czech Republic. Today, it's the Czech Republic. But back then, it of course was Czechoslovakia. And before the borders were open to the world, a smuggled glider was the very first glider that Petr Recek started flying when he even started to sew his own paragliders. So, it gives me great delight to welcome a man who is the owner and sole designer of the Mac para brand, based in the eastern side of Czech Republic, winners of multiple competitions from world championships to PWCs all across the board, and have a huge claim to fame is a massive 503 kilometers world record, which was set by Neville Hewlett in 2009, and which lasted or held for nine years. Neville also agreeing to come onto the podcast in the future but it gives me great delight to welcome the one and only, the very great Peter Ritchick. Hi Peter, tell me straight away, how did this flying stuff start for you way back then?
1: Hi Steph, hi everybody at the beginning. uh, Nice to have a chance to speak with you. Uh, In the summer of 1989, I was hung under a paraglider for the first time. And from childhood, I was infected by flying virus. But excitement was so great that I decided to organize worldwide revolution in Czech Republic to have a chance to practice flying. Great. (laughs) You know, it's it's funny, but you know, English English is not my mother language. You know that it's it's really difficult for me to express myself. You know, anyway, the situation with the virus at the moment it is. (coughs) So totally something similar that we had experienced in the experience that in the past because we couldn't travel i don't know if someone can imagine that but uh, we couldn't travel outside of of the country just few people who were connected to the politics or who who were doing the sports like climbers it was for the first time you know they they broke the paragliders the czech republic And immediately they made a copy of, of them. Huh? And it all started, I think uh, the climbers broke the first paraglider at the Czech Republic in the years uh, 87, 88.
0: I, I remember going to uh, Berlin to see the wall coming down at the end of 1989, and then it was early. It was in January 1990 that I came to Prague for the very first time. President, I forget him. He was a president before and after communism. Uh, you'll have to remind me of his name. That's uh,
1: basically,
0: that. That's right, that's right. He was he was uh, extremely celebrated because he was part of you guys breaking up Czechoslovakia, which wasn't important that you broke up because you actually were, as one Czech Republic in Slovakia for such a long time that you actually were kind of, uh, how would you say, um, voluntarily or involuntarily put together, basked together, and suddenly there was freedom in Czech Republic. What an atmosphere at the beginning of
1: 1990. Yeah, the... That, uh, you don't you know that atmos- the atmosphere was uh, really amazing because uh, you know you could just to feel you know just a, just the feeling that you have a freedom you know it was something what, what we what we couldn't realize in the past and you could uh, you could travel you could uh, start business you could open company you know you could you could do anything you know before it was it was not allowed it was limited everything was controlled you know and uh, yeah free flying was actually a kind of this excitement it means it was something new it it was a new sport okay you could go to the mountains you could fly down you know and it was such nice sport and so much excitement in it
0: and free flying is exactly that it tied in with the freedom that you guys were breathing Uh, in 1990, that you had the foresight, the vision, the entrepreneurial spirit to open up a paragliding business and to say, here it is. I have a chance. The world is open. We are going to have a free market economy in our country. We're not going to be controlled anymore. I want this freedom. And I have discovered this thing paragliding uh, illegally or legally. Somebody in the time of communism has brought one of the first shittiest paragliders from 1986 or 7 to this country. I'm going to develop them. I'm going to make them. How many paraglider companies existed when you started in 1991?
1: When I started in 1991, there were 12 companies producing paragliders in Czech Republic. In In Czech Republic? Yeah, in Czech Republic. It means there were many producers that uh, they had a sewing machine at home or in a, in a garage, you know, named by themselves a paraglider producer, you know. It was exactly the same as, as uh, we did, you know, because uh, I was not happy with the paraglider that I booked in Czech Republic. I decided, okay, i studied at technical university the geometry is the same in the in the world okay why not design my own paraglider you know i had experience uh, from uh, building airplane models experience of, of some airfoils okay i choose one airfoil and uh, with this airfoil uh, i made my first paraglider of course the first one was made at home and then we moved a Small factory that that was producing balloons, uh, hot air balloons, and wow. uh, we moved the production there. Anyway, you know we have realized uh, it is uh, uh, it is company or uh, fabric, not fabric. It is company, you know, from the from the old times. All the working working process was organized quite heavy and uh, nothing was possible and it was it was actually time you know to to decide okay let's do something by ourselves uh, and then step by step we started oven production uh, in Roznov and uh, since 1993 we are limited company and yeah producing paragliders in in the Rožnov in czech republic
0: yeah fantastic i mean you were based in the very east of Czech Republic, near Ostrava. Um, you're very close to the Slovakian borders. Um, I've had the great pleasure of visiting your factory. Of course, um, I love MacPara. Um, uh, in my opinion, you have never produced a rubbish glider. Everything that you let go out of your hands to production after it's gone through the very, very um, scrutinous flying tests by Christian Arman, who is your head uh, test pilot, I have to commend you and I have to congratulate you on producing Shit-hot equipment, my friend. The two-liner that you've brought out now, the Magus in the D category, that I had the great opportunity flying at Saint-Hilaire at the Coupicar uh, in September. What a glider. Um, how do you get it right? Run us through what happens from beginning to end, time frames, difficulties with classifications.
1: Okay, back to the history. Actually, there's the first company which certified intermediate glider here in Czech Republic then we moved to Switzerland you know to the SHV and we started to work closely together with Alan Soler on the on the possible certifications and then there was a DHV as another certificate laboratory and some due some politics uh, transmitted you know you know, transformed Uh, to the LTF, and at the moment, you know, there are two norms, EN Mm -hmm. norm and LTF norm, yeah, there are three, four certification laboratories, we are cooperating at the moment with Alain Solaire and with DHV, most of the gliders are certified by DHV, according to EN and LTF norms. It is not an easy gap, but yeah. It's something, you know, that's the target, and you have to do it. On the other hand, from the very beginning, you know, I had philosophy that I have to have a pleasure when flying the paraglider. And it, it is actually a philosophy that we share together with Christian. It means uh, each glider must fit in the, in the category, not only by the certification norm, but by its behavior. And this is the most important How we are working, and somehow it is a small it is a miracle, you know, that we manage with two main uh, testers of paragliders to design gliders.
0: You know, the sweetest ground, uh, the sweetest handling of a glider. uh, yesterday, or the day before, I had Philip Brouz, who is the PWC cameraman, and he was just expressing how one glider as compared to another have got different handling. So you will have some gliders who have got actually rubbish handling, but they fly well on a glide and speed. Your gliders have always had a beautiful turning ability and that floating, able-to-stay-up feeling. Your Pasha 6 that I fly as a tandem glider um, floats above any other tandem glider, lands with the easiest, easiest characteristics, and I, f- I, I find it quite amazing that you are able to bring in such characteristics in a glider. How do you do that?
1: Well, first of all, I have a open eye. Uh, that's that's very important. It means uh, mm-hmm. from the very beginning, you know, when we inflate our prototypes gliders you could see if it's okay or if it's not okay uh, it means the takeoff behavior is it's very important for me and already having for the first time prototype in my hands you know i could i could see yeah it's working well or it's a, it's a rubbish because because of the relaxed philosophy okay i have to feel well under the glider it means uh, the performance penetration uh climbing performance gliding performance you know all this is important but without a nice feel under the glider it is nothing you know and of course another parameter is is the is the good handling you know without it yeah you lose the excitement you, you can't enjoy it you know in the flight and that's it you know? You
0: have been producing gliders since 1989. Can you take a guesstimate, and a, a, a rough estimate, Peter, of how many gliders have gone through your hands? How many different gliders? At the moment, you have, if I'm not mistaken, three or four models of paramotor gliders alone. How many gliders have you produced?
1: I don't know exactly, but I would estimate about 20,000 uh, 20, paragliders. <laughs>
0: maybe 20, more I'm uh,
1: yeah, I'm not counting c- correctly but in the in the very beginning yeah. you know the, in the first year uh we started we we sold 140 gliders so uh, then wow. the, the the number has increased each year you know uh the average level you know in the last years it's at 12 13 14 000, or 1400 per year yeah,
0: um, many paraglider manufacturers, even ones that have been bought. For example, the very sad story I find it sad of a legend paraglider manufacturer um, and a friend of yours, um, a Gradient, which was bought by Supe. And the next thing, sorry, we are closing our doors. We can't, uh, you know, manage uh, fiscally carry on with this production. Um, sad story. Uh, it brings me to the next question: What do you think is going to be the impact of this Corona? On the smaller glider manufacturer. Of course, we've had all sorts of delays. We're going to, we don't know how long it's going to carry on, of course. Your comment on this, please, Peter.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry that uh, gradient disappeared from the market uh, because I still have uh, good memories, you know, to the times when I was in the Czech national League team and right. Ondra Dupal was the local was the local hero for us you know yeah we were trying to catch him uh, as a paraglider pilot in the competitions and um, i'm really sorry that they, that he left this business on the other hand it's good for us the time with coronavirus you know it's uh, it's difficult it will be difficult for every company i mean small or big you know it of it of course you know if you have a huge financial resources okay you will survive easier than someone that uh, has difficulties you know uh, if the if it will again possible you know to fly free I think uh, it it will it will recover you know from the from these difficult times that, yeah, I'm sure uh, we will produce paragliders again, you know, that's it.
0: Uh, You will carry on producing paragliders, that's for sure. Um, I think anybody who hasn't been debted up to their eyebrows, meaning that they have got such a a terrible debt uh, record that they basically have got no spare cash, that their cash flow is in trouble, they might be in trouble with this thing.
1: But yeah, we will we will try our best, you know, to, to be stronger after the crisis, because we are working on the on new prototypes. You know, you know me for a long time. You know, I introduce a, yeah. something. You know that is not finished. It means only then when we are finished with the testing process. Okay, we introduce, and only then we bring. A, product the cereal production when it is really finished it was there was a quiet silence uh, uh, in the last months why because we are working on prototypes uh, and uh, we are preparing new models for uh, some categories but yeah of course due to crisis uh, we will introduce them by a big events it means uh, probably the the super final test uh, super uh Super Stavel in Kersen is postponed to end of August and we will see if the Kupikar Expo will happen in the sep- in September. So. Who knows? Anyway, if it will I'm sorry. Yes. Anyway, if it will happen, yeah, for sure, we will introduce some, some very interesting new gliders.
0: I am excited to hear something very interesting in your voice, because Peter, when you say something interesting, that means that there is something very interesting, and that's extremely exciting in my eyes. Because, of course, us as the consumer, as the user of your fantastic products, are always looking for the next best thing. You know, um, you could give me a glider that is a prototype plus. Unfortunately, not everybody feels the same way as me, and I'm happy that the Gambit C or the paratech p6c doesn't exist anymore and we don't have to fly shit like that anymore to homologate gliders to certify gliders to a certain level even the top top gliders i think that's a pretty good thing what do you say to that uh, change that happened after the r11s um and the homologation of of these gliders what's your comment on that
1: on on one hand it's it's a little bit pity that that the pilots can't fly uh by PWC competitions uh, prototypes uh, in open class that's uh, true f- of they course you know them. some some rules uh, must be kept yeah i, I totally uh, i totally agree with that you know i'm against pushing the limits you know too far I and mean, it's regarding the line strengths and etc you know for me it was always the most important most important thing was the safety of the pilot you know it's it's question it's question of the philosophy it means uh, yeah in competition by competition gliders this uh, two-liner technology you know the plastic rod technology yeah it it has it has reasons you know uh, why to use it in opposite you know by serial gliders we are losing easiness. I mean, the 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 first philosophy of the paraglider. It has to be carryable. I mean, you have to bring it to the to the top of the mountain, quite easy. And if it weighs uh, four kilograms, it's easier than when it weighs seven kilograms. You know, and that's right. yeah, that's uh, that's two two different philosophies. Huh? Uh, but uh, for competition gliders, yeah, we can see in the last ten years there were just two main producers Lances. competing mm-hmm. competing in the, in PWC competitions, Ozone and Gin. Mm-hmm. For other manufacturers, it was not interesting. You know, when the rules have changed, okay, other manufacturers join it uh, again. Uh, PWC competitions and developed uh, CCC gliders. Okay, we are working uh, on uh, competition gliders for a long time together with Christian. I mean, in the, in the last uh, four years, I made some I made some two-liner prototypes, you know, for CCC category. But uh, mm-hmm. since we made. Uh, Last year we made prototypes that were really flying well uh, and had nice behavior. Okay, I decided let's from this prototype, let's do a serial glider and uh, yeah, it has worked well. That's why the Magus came to the, to the market. In END class, of course, we are following the development and uh, we are working farther the ccc glider but we will release this glider only then when we are really really satisfied with the, with it and at the moment we we have a prototype that is in, on the same level like other competition gliders mm-hmm. but still we want we want to, to make something we want to bring something more it means uh, you know it is a passion, you know, when once you we were on the top, okay, we want to be at, on the top again. Huh? And that's, that's the fuel for me. Huh?
0: And if I'm not mistaken, sorry to interrupt you, Peter, but, um, uh, you know, it goes back probably to your success of never releasing a glider until you're completely happy with it. Not 90% happy with it, not 80% or 70% and saying, oh, okay, it's time for us to release a glider. The new BMW 3 Series has to be released. Let's release the thing. Bugger it, it might not be exactly as we want it. No, you hold back. You'd rather not produce a glider. When you, when I met you in uh, September last year, you told me that your paramotor glider, that is, uh, correct me, but three years or five years old, has had its best sales this year.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the charge is really for six season on the market. the last year we we really achieved the best result regarding the salt number the 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 number of salt gliders yeah
0: so that's correct in its fifth year of production it had its top sales um in that year and you would expect that as the nv2 or let's say there's an nv3 that comes you would expect as it sells as it comes out onto the market as the magus two-liner d glider is available then it's having its top sales in those months straight after that, or pre-orders, for example. As uh, Zaid from uh, Dust of the Universe might say, oh, the Mac Magus best glider you might possibly fly on the market today, and it's in the D category, buy one, then a lot of people are making orders. But five years down the line, and then you're having your best year of sales. Um, That speaks quite something to me.
1: The explication or the... Yeah, it is. It's quite easy, you know, because it's it's easy glider, but offering characteristics, you know, that no one glider has uh, in the world. I mean, para is a it's a different leg of, of, of paragliding, you know. It has the scissors, you know, is is wider open at the moment, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm flying s- since 2000 two i think uh, paramotor you know and i'm testing our power and gliders by myself you know it, and it's important that i'm not just listening you know to information of a test pilot you know i'm trying those products by myself and i i know what i'm looking for and you're when you make something good you know you, medi- you immediately realize okay this is this is good because it is easy but it's proved it's safe. Uh, it's working well. And actually, it doesn't matter if you are a beginner or experienced pilot, you just enjoy it, you know, because uh, when I go for flying, you know, I, I want to enjoy it, you know, I'm, I'm looking for excitement. Uh, but the philosophy is enjoy the flying. And when you have something really simple in your hand, or over your head, uh, that's it. What uh, we are looking for, huh? and uh, Definitely. the philosophy Definitely. paid off. The philosophy paid off, you know, and the, that's why the glider is so successful by paramotoring pilots.
0: Look, you're in the Czech Republic. You are Peter Recek, owner of MacPera. You are the only designer of your product. You are, and you surprise me when you say nobody else is the test pilot of your paramotoring wings. You take a paramotor, you take that wing, you get out there, you check the thing yourself. I don't know how many other paraglider manufacturer, forward slash owner, forward slash designers are doing the same thing. Good for you, Peter. Keep it up. Where do you see the future of paragliding coming from? Do you see... Do you see something exciting in the pipeline? You obviously have some kind of card in your sleeve. You have some kind of magic trick that you are going to produce, much like Steffi the Clown um, at a clown show. Um, Maybe you have something you want to whisper to us um, about what you think of the future of paragliding development.
1: You know, from the very beginning, uh, I was following the old magic rules, you know, uh how to make a good product it means uh, if you have an airplane that is clean have a smooth surface you know have a nice airfoil it is flying well you know and that's what we did in the past and what we are trying to do every day the nose of an airfoil and thickness of the trailing edge you know makes performance of the airfoil and that's exactly what I'm looking for when we are designing gliders, trying to make a nice, clean leading edge. That's why we are using the system patented by Jean, the RFS system. You know, we are putting uh, additional plastic rods uh, in the center of the panel. We are using this technology since 2005, I think. We are trying. to to make the maximum possible you know from this you easily could see that it it makes a difference you know and uh, the reason why I choose the right way is that others are following I mean there are many other manufacturers at the moment you know using this technology because yeah or a beginner doesn't need a paraglider with 86 cells you know it's it's easy when 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 the glider has just 40 or 46 cells but once you add some plastic strings small plastic stuff you know on the leading edge you increase the performance of the glider dramatically and also the behavior of the glider uh, changes you know and, I'm following, you know, the small, by the small details, you know, we are still trying for years, you know, to, to make the same. I mean, make our gliders better, not, only, not o- only by design, you know, and by colors, but, you know, just to insert small details inside, you know, which are not very visible from the far distance, but uh, makes a huge difference, you know, when you are flying them
0: and to hear um, how you have something so interesting to say. Peter, it's, it, it's a delight. Um, when I appreciate that 2005 Jin have brought out a patent, and you are still using that as your cement on your foundation, there's no use in reinventing the wheel. There's no use in taking something that's working pretty well. What's important is safety, and if I'm not mistaken, you have never released a glider if you have felt that it is unsafe.
1: This is correct, of course. There are some gliders I'm, I'm not so proud of, but uh, still, most of them, you know, I'm really, really very proud. Uh, my first glider got the name Blitzart, you know, due quite heavy yeah. check-available materials. It wasn't an easy glider. But uh, for me, it was a good ground-handling training. And uh, later I saw, when I was flying by competition, later I saw that this lesson paid off, you know, because I could could inflate quite cheating gliders, you know, that I got to my hands, you know. And, uh, yeah, I saw that other pilots are fighting with them. Uh, But since then, I have realized, okay, when I when I'm fighting with a, with a glider, you know, it's it's not good. Yeah. Let's change it, and that's why I'm really proud of of gliders like Nirvana, Vision, Haven, Trance, Eden, Pasha, Muse, Magus, yeah. uh, and yeah. When you count the sizes, you know the designs, uh, yeah, they are. Hundreds of them
0: There are hundreds of them. I mean the competition today in paragliding manufacturing must be insane I mean, I'm a kite surfer too And if I look at how many kite surfing companies are popping up and the next one is here and the next one is there Uh, This year it's da Vinci next year. It's this one. Uh, You have all sorts of names and people and um, uh, new people who think hey, I can just pop up and do a paragliding manufacturer I'm going to have a good time and I think uh, that daddy's money is quickly wasted when uh, people are sober up and realize that there's a whole lot more to it, how long do you take to go from the beginning to a finished version of a paraglider?
1: It's difficult to to answer because by some gliders it it takes like six months. By some gliders it can take like fifteen. Months. Uh, it depends on the time, you know. If you have enough time uh, to sit, design on the computer. If you have time for producing prototypes. If you have proper time for testing. I mean, good weather for testing. Yeah, it it goes quite quickly. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, if you if you are really looking for improving details, you know, it takes time, and that's why such gliders were done quite quickly and by some others you know I needed many prototypes uh, but yeah. this prototype you know you could you could see the glider is flying you know in the past it would be perfect glider because of our experience at the moment but anyway when you want uh, when you when I want to push them farther it,
0: I mean when uh I speak to Felix Rodriguez a little later today uh you know I'm going to ask him all sorts of questions like what is the best and the worst paraglider he's ever uh, flown um I tell you what um Peter just a very last question on prototypes how many uh, prototypes on average would you say that you are um uh, pushing out before Christian says okay Peter I'm happy with this glider 2 3
1: normally 2 3 uh what uh by someone else, we needed like uh, six, seven. Yeah. Wow. But it, but you would, you couldn't find any difference, you know, between the third and sixth, uh, because it's it's a really just small detail, you know.
0: Uh, I would like to ask you if you haven't. Uh, Got a little funny story to tell us because deep down inside you're a very funny guy. I've seen after a few beers um, You uh, have a very funny streak that comes out. Would you mind sharing us? Something that you would like to tell some mad experiences ever happened to you something in your designing or something in paragliding
1: Yeah, the the latest the latest funny story was uh, we were we were grounded in the last month it, it means uh, the flying was not allowed in Czech Republic due to coronavirus uh, yeah. crisis mm-hmm. and uh, of course the rules have changed for free flying you know it means the free flying was not allowed in Czech Republic but we as producer could do testing you know could uh, test I was testing a powered prototype and it it was quite funny that police came you know and was asking what we are doing because it is not allowed and i just explained it i'm producer okay and we we have to test our products a huh? few days after i had a calls from my friends you know can i do some testing for you peter <laughs> because i i'm infected by <laughs> <I'm> flying and <laughs> i have to go to the mountains i have to fly down <laughs>
0: So the next thing you ended up with not just one test pilot, but 15 of them because all your friends wanted to test. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I love that story. Great. Let's re- last Things you'd like to say any message for the world um, Any positive uh, kind of something for people to take away and I'm gonna sign off here say thank you very very much for your time It's been an absolute delight to chat to Peter from MacPera, um, a from Mac para a man amongst men with paradigm
1: Yeah I trust in the future. I think uh, all the crises will move to the past and uh, yeah, just uh, enjoy the life, take care and uh, let's see us in the sky. That's the that's the goal, that's the gap, that's the target.
0: See you again soon Peter, thanks very much. Ciao ciao.
1: Ciao ciao.